Did you know that God really only has one law? So many religious factions have different instructions, rules, and regulations. But the only law that really matters is love. God's Only Law with host Bill Cohen shares that one true law. Here's Bill. Hello, my name is Bill Cohen and I wrote the book, God's Only Law. I know what you're thinking. Has he not read the Ten Commandments? But I have. However, I have also read the entire Bible. We have to study with the desire to learn the truth before we will free ourselves from the lies. So Jesus tells us in John, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is how we get free from the lies about God, the Bible, and Jesus. So let's study with a desire to understand what God has told us about lies. Jesus told us in Mark, How be it in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. And in Luke, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Don't we all choose to treat those we like differently? But what about everyone else? So Jesus answered by telling him a parable. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell amongst thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at that place, came, looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast, and brought him into the inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again I will repay thee, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. Who is our neighbor? Mr. Rogers said it best, Won't you be my neighbor? Everyone is our neighbor. So what then is God's law of love? In Galatians we learn, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. God's law can be summed up in one word, love. So in Second John we hear, Now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is not a new commandment, but the one that summarizes all of the law and the prophets. If we want to know if something is part of God's law, we only need to test it against his love. We test our actions by asking ourselves, 
Would I do this to someone I love? Something as simple as a harsh word to a disobedient child does not show that child that I love them. Instead, I could comfort them and, un and help them understand why their disobedience is not showing their love for others. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even them to them. For this is the law and the prophets. That's in Matthew. And then in Romans, he says, O man, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. And in James, if ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. God calls his law of love, his royal law, the one that places love above all else. In Galatians, we learn but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. We can use these verses as additional measuring sticks for love. Whatever we do, we can ask, Am I being loving, bringing joy and peace to everyone I meet? Am I gentle, showing faith and goodness by my meekness and temperance? Anything that conflicts with God's law of love is not from God. And we will choose to use his law of love only if we were drawn to it. In John, Jesus tells us, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth him, me, seeth him that sent me. So he tells us about his love, and then he shows it to us by dying on a cross for us. In Romans, God explains why we can have faith in him. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. When we have faith resting in the love of God, we work to complete our part in his plan. We can have this faith because we know God will complete the plan he started. God can even use the evil done in this world to provide for a good ending. So he tells us in Genesis the story of Joseph. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Can we not feel God's love in this story? How he is able to use the evil we do in this life to further his purpose and lead even more people to him? As he did with Saul. Saul was killing Christians when the church was very young, only a couple of thousand followers. God shined his light onto Saul, and he became Paul. And no one has led more people to Jesus than Paul. In Micah we learn, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. God is just, and he loves mercy. He's humble, and he wants us to be humble. That is how God sees leaders, as humble servants. This is how we walk humbly with our God. God gave us Jesus as the cornerstone of our faith and his law of love as the plumb line that points to him 
and his righteousness, which sweeps away all the lies. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the false refuge of lies, and the water shall overflow the hiding places. A plumb line that helps us understand his word. So in First John he says, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Many who count themselves wise consistently try to ignore, hide, or mischaracterize God's law of love, leading others to disbelief. God allows this, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Because he knows the wisdom of the wise is nothing more than some of us using our free will to rebel against his law of love. This happens when we look inward for wisdom instead of listening to God. In 1 Corinthians, he tells us, Let no man deceive himself. If any among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. Sadly, rejecting the wisdom of God offers to all leaves us worshipping the creature more than the Creator. So in Romans, he tells us, Who has changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator? Who is blessed forever? Amen. When we think we are too smart to fall for God's simple law of love, we make up our own laws and set up our own images to worship, thus choosing to reject God and the eternity is offering. In Proverbs, he tells us, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. God wants us to put his law of love above all the laws we are creating. In Acts, he says, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Our laws reveal a rebellion against his plan because we would not need them if we lived his law of love. We worship money to create the temporary illusion of extreme wealth, attention-seeking because we feel insecure, power to elevate our importance, fame to draw others to worship us, biblical prowess to exaggerate our holiness. We use false science to legitimize our rebellion or appear intellectual, pleasure-seeking to escape our lack of self-worth and hatred because we do not feel truly loved. These are not examples of love but self-love. How many times did Dickens have Scrooge witness his own life and all of the people he hurt? Finally, Scrooge did learn to love but only after he finally felt loved. This is how we change. When we finally feel God's love, we can learn to love. Next week, we will continue this love story by learning about the kingdom God is creating, a kingdom born of love. Don't be shy. God wants to test every part of the story, for he is not looking for lukewarm followers, only truth seekers who are looking for his perfect love comments, opposing opinions, and suggestions for future topics are all welcome. Just email me, bill at reasoningwithgod.com. May the blessings of God overwhelm your week.